0: Ready? This is Josh Allen and you're listening to Roster Watch. gentlemen roster watch nation welcome back to the epic roster watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com my name is alex dunlap joined today here in the new studios the new roster watch world headquarters by the disgusting trash man trash man what's going on brother
1: not too much just uh trying to stay out of the heat
0: Dude, they, 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 this heat is no pump. I've been moving for the last, oh God, it feels like I've been moving for like two months because I kind of, I got a new home that has some work to do on it. And I've been going back and forth and back and forth. But this last weekend and actually Monday and Tuesday were the move-in days. And out in this heat, dude, this is the kind of heat that can kill a guy down here in Texas. It <laughs> can kill you, dude. can—it can literally kill you. Is that uh, pool, that pool coming in in handy. Well, I just, I just got done to, that pool. Do you know what that pool comes in handy for? Sending my ass outside to go clean it before my daughter <laughs> wants to go play. It's like every, it's my pool is surrounded by like big. You'll see whenever you come out here, but it's surrounded by these big live oak trees that we have in Austin and the Central Texas. You know, going kind of west towards the hill country, and they, they, these trees have these like little pollen strings in them. And the, these, these trees just shit pollen into that pool to where it's too small to where you can get it with a regular net. So you got to buy these special nets that when you drag it through the water, since the, the, um, since the netting is so like small, you know, so it can get mm-hmm. such small particles, it, the, the resistance against the water is just so great to where it feels like you're doing a fucking rowing workout. Every single time you try and get this pollen. It can, but you got to do it because if you don't, It'll all just drift to the bottom, and if it gets to the bottom of the pool and sits there for too long, this shit'll stain. And make your pool look all brown and red and rusty. So, yeah, man, I guess it's coming in to, it's coming in handy for the fact that when I get out there and clean it, at least I can, you know, jump in it and then get my dirty ass feet and everything else in it. So I gotta get back out and skim it again.
1: But, well, you're getting to workout at least.
0: Yeah, well, I'm the. I don't know, see, that's the thing. I get tired as hell doing it to where I don't wanna work out. <laughs> so, but I'm not sure I'm not sure I'm getting a workout but uh so yeah so sorry about the no podcasts so far this week I think the last one we had was on Wednesday because when Trashman and I recorded one last Thursday and we had technical <laughs> difficulties to where we couldn't get that we couldn't get that fucking thing up but we're starting again now we should have one today with with uh, Trashman maybe if we can Uh, We'll get one with Byron, too. And then next week, Byron and I will be up in Minneapolis for the first couple days of the week for the FSTA conference. We're also going fishing while we're up there for some northern pike and for some muskies. So we'll probably have a podcast uh, while we're there that week. And then after that, Byron and I will both be heading our own ways on our own kind of little family vacations. So it'll be probably the week of like the 21st and 22nd and stuff, or I guess probably more like the 24th and 25th when we get back on the three-time-a-week schedule, but a couple of podcasts between now and then whenever we take about a an, another one-week break, and we're sorry for all this, but it's just, you know, stuff coming up that we just have to take care of in the offseason before football gets here. With that being said, with football coming up, with the redraft season coming up, there's never been a better time to sign up for a Rosterwatch Pro membership. Uh, this will be the last time that you can get one for that cheap 399 price. price I, I don't know exactly what prices are going to be going up to, but they are going to be moving up. If you get a Pro membership now, you'll always be grandfathered into that price. And it is the cheapest in the industry, especially considering we have the DFS optimizer, uh, everything that you will need to win. Uh, in fantasy football, we guarantee that you're going to make your your playoffs by using the using the cheat sheet products and the in-season tools. And we're going to make it grip of cash in DFS. You can't beat it for $399, and it'll only be that price for a limited time. So uh, go to rosterwatch.com, get a pro membership. It is the best way to support this podcast and let us know that you're enjoying it. The other way to do so is, of course, by going to Apple Podcasts and giving us a rating and review. We're up to almost 280 reviews now. Which, Trash Me is pretty – I think it's pathetic that this podcast gets almost 10,000 listeners per pod and we only have 280 <laughs> reviews. What do you, what, what you think? I mean, does it just go to show that we have lazy-ass listeners? I
1: think people are just uh, more in tune with listening and not, uh, and not, and not uh, actually uh, saying well, anything. Well,
0: see, you're a huge freeloader. See, it's like, does, a pod, does podcast content seem like something that would be easy to freeload on? Because I have podcasts that I listen to, and when they ask me to please go rate and review the podcast because it really helps with uh, attracting other listeners and stuff like that, I think that there's a few reasons why people don't go and rate, rate and review us. One, because they're lazy fucking freeloading shitheads, which is probably a good number of these idiots. And then Well, from, it might be because you're calling them that, too. <laughs> right? And then, and, then, and then for two... Um, I, I think that they know that when I, I, that I'm saying it in a, in a tongue-in cheek way for the most part well, still, I, I still think 10% of them are fucking assholes.
1: I do think that you know a lot of times that I'm listening to a podcast it's in the car and so by the time I get out of the car and whatever you forgot ridicu- r- sure. ridiculous con- you know ridiculous commute that you know we've had in Austin, Texas, then I don't want to do anything involving what just happened in the car at that point.
0: Right, no, I get you. And then I think the other thing is, it's like we get from so many other people, you know, so many businesses are spread through word of mouth, you know, so so much, um, especially today, wherever like a lot of our markets and a lot of our advertising, I feel like a lot of it is sort of, um, you know, kind of like it sort of, you know, monitors itself, you know, and if you do a shitty job, And you're like a moving company, or you're like a plumber, or so like all things that are, you know, heavy on my mind right now with the shit I'm having done around here. You have shitty Yelp reviews or anything like that, or shitty reviews on Home Advisor. Like you're not gonna get any. You're not gonna get any, any clients. You're not gonna get any action. You're not gonna get any business, right? I mean, the only time I think think just just let me finish this thing. I think that with fantasy football advice. I think the people that have found us—they don't want to fucking give us great reviews. They're going to help people find the podcast, because why do they want people to find the podcast? We're giving them an edge. You know, that people, could be. People don't tell their friends about Roster Watch because they don't want the their, your friends are in your league, and you don't want your friends using our tools
1: that could very well be the case. Also, I mean, I only leave a review for anything when it's a negative experience.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. I mean, as far as, as far as like plumbers, movers, stuff like that. But as far as the podcasts I listen to, when people ask me, they're like, man, it really helps to give us a good rating review. I go, you know what? I'll go on iTunes. I'll click on this album art icon and I'll give them a five star rating. At least it literally takes 30 seconds.
1: Oh, it's like my, my old man. You know, when I was growing up, I never heard anything when I was doing well. I only heard something when I wasn't doing what I should be doing.
0: It's funny, It's kind of like yeah, that. Dude. Well, that's how people are. I remember when we were recording, um, people on the podcast probably don't even realize that I used to be a professional touring musician, Trashman as well. Trashman might even still be kind of half-assed musician. Um, I've given it up completely, and I refuse to fucking play or tour or anything anymore. People ask me if I still do, and I say, fuck no, and I thank God for it. But my band was called Alpha Rev. And we recorded this record in New York City called "New Morning" with a guy that won a Grammy award named uh, David Kahn. and he won his Grammy for the Sublime record with um, the Sublime record that's, that had like Santeria and all those you know all those big songs. And he, I mean, he's forty with
1: ounces of freedom.
0: Yeah, he, he's he's worked with he's worked with all these guys. Man, he's I mean, he's worked with everybody from Paul McCartney to you know just a, a who's who of, of stuff. And I'd always come out of the, those recording sessions because we recorded that record live. I don't think many people realize that we recorded the New Morning record live. with the, that, And that just means basically the whole band. We were up there at Avatar Studios in New York City. And over the course of four months while we all moved up there to, to live there, where Hollywood Records got us all our own apartments and shit, it was a really cool time. And we would go in and we would literally just sit down in the room together, at least like the whole band. And we would, we would just hit the click track and play the play the fucking song live. And if one of the guys in the band fucked it up, everybody throws their drumsticks in the goddamn air and you know, we just say shit, you gotta start over. And you finally get you finally get one good take that's live. And Trash Man, you know, it's like you're in that room and you know the feel the feeling that comes out of the room and onto the tape, especially at a place like Avatar, where it's where it's recording onto literal old like tape, you know, you can capture a feeling of a room. If that makes any sense, you can hear the cymbals through the mics that are next to the guitar cabinets, and you can, you know, what I'm saying. There's a there's an energy that sort of comes out of it that's captured when you record that way. But the yeah. other the other thing that comes out of it, though. Is whenever you record that way, by the time you get to like the last few measures of a song, oh, yeah. you, you, and, and it's and it's been perfect so far. You are shitting your pants. You're <laughs> like, dude, if I fuck this up, this is like the twenty fifth take, and if I mess this up right at the very end, there like there's no overdubs here. We can't just stop and put it back in because the, you know it's like the. It, it ruins the whole vibe of what you're going for and so um, so by the end whenever I you know whenever I get done with something I'd always feel super self-conscious and I'd walk back into the, the, the uh, recording room where the console was and I'd ask Khan and then our, our producer this guy Joe Barisi who was I mean he, he was a our, our, uh, our associate producer he was a powerhouse himself he did a bunch of shit with the deftones and all this I mean these are big name players and I'd walk in there and I'd say like alright how like how was it like was my take good enough and he, like David Cohen, would just look at me every time okay. and he'd say, you wouldn't be here if, your, take, if, 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 if your takes weren't good enough. I'm never going to tell you that it was good enough. I've hired you to be here because you're here to get the job done. You're not here to not get the job done. So why would I tell you good job? I've have told you I've told you good job by the fact that I've hired you and I've paid to put you up in an apartment for the next for the course of the next four months. So anyway, I, thought, I, I don't even know how we got onto that, but regardless, uh, we probably have some football to talk about for those you who you who are still listening. Is it time to start doing the Josh Allen backpedal trash man? Because. It, this guy got shit on through the entire draft process By a whole lot of people I was, not, I was not a huge fan of his coming out of the Senior Bowl I said Josh Allen Has horrible accuracy He was just as inconsistent during the Senior Bowl As a Logan Thomas was during his Senior Bowl With that being said I said he comes into the league Having the biggest arm of any quarterback uh, In the entire National Football League Outside of Patrick Mahomes uh, He has the skill set to possibly you, think he, you think he's got a bigger arm than Cam? Oh yes Oh yes you have no idea. Dude, whenever Josh, whenever Josh Allen throws a football, like, you know up in those stands at, at, the, um, at the Senior Bowl, at, at Lad Peebles, like, whenever – you can be up in those stands, halfway up those stands, and you can hear it. It's like a <whistles> <laughs> I'm telling you. But it's, it was half the time. It was off the mark. And what Byron's would say is he said, man – and I didn't necessarily notice this, but Byron's always been this real secret Josh Allen apologist – that's gotten real said that, this the, saying that the takes of the industry had gotten egregious and that if people were going to have to be doing. Well, I think a large part a... of it was
1: because he was a kind of a latent racist. <laughs> I think that that was most of the bad press that he was getting.
0: He was a what?
1: Latent racist.
0: Is, 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 <laughs> hold on. Tell me about this. I don't I don't I don't know what that means. What does that mean?
1: Well, I mean, I'm, ta- I'm referring to all the stuff that he said in high school,
0: uh, I guess, in he, early he on his career. Quote, he was quoting song lyrics. And he's, I mean, come on. Eh? Like he grew well, up. no, I mean, I think that's, I mean, that's
1: that's what people were getting from it. You know, that's the negative, for me, that was the negative connotation that I was mostly hearing and saying about Josh Allen. <laughs> It didn't seem like that many people were actually concerned about his talent at the time.
0: Oh, no, trash man. But that's, see, that's the difference between you and me because you don't immerse yourself in football culture for the entire year. You kind of play fantasy, then you check the fuck out. You keep up as much as you have to to be a part owner of a fantasy football business and to be a content contributor. But if you listen to, like, football podcasts or watched NFL Network or read Pro Football Talk or any of this stuff— you, you would realize that people. I mean, there were people that dug up middle school completion percentage records for not middle school, but back to his freshman year in high school on freshman A team. They, you know the fact that Josh Allen even going back to high school has never had a 60% well. The fact that people percentage. are doing
1: that kind of reinforces my n- not paying attention to what's well, going, he,
0: going he, on. He, Josh Allen, Josh Allen was not <laughs> even uh, all all conference in in the Mountain West. He was honorable mention in the Mountain West. I mean, and like so people just thought it was a little bit ridiculous that this guy was getting all this steam as a top five pick. And I kind of thought it was ridiculous too. But then you see you hear just people who are at the senior bowl, people I know at the senior bowl, who are Buffalo Bills reporters, who say this guy looks so much better, he looks so much different. And now we have Lashawn McCoy saying that he is special and that he's not normally a a big a big fan of, of rookies. But, you know, this is Lashawn McCoy who said that he's done, he, like, he doesn't shoot or code anything. He came in and I mean, and but said he's
1: also competing with Nathan Peterman and A.J. McCarron, so, I mean—
0: I, I kind of like A.J. McCarron.
1: I mean, he's fine, but what I'm saying yeah, is Yeah, he's like,
0: fine. He's fine. But that's the thing is, Josh Allen has never looked fine, really. Like, in a practice setting, like I've seen him in practice settings. I've seen him at the combine. He's always looked wildly inconsistent. And the fact is, it seems like he really is getting better. I believe he's working with Jesse Palmer, who's helped him a ton with his with his footwork. Well, with, I, well, I mean, well, I just wonder if he really could be getting better. I, 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 found, I well, just what
1: well, Wasn't one of the knocks on him, not that he, you know wasn't good in practices or whatnot it it was that under pressure he was wildly inconsistent and i think maybe that still holds true
0: in practices he was he was no good at this like go back and read what anybody said from the senior bowl or listen to our podcast i did read
1: i did read about josh uh, quite a bit and what i did read was that under pressure is where he seemed to falter the most and that's yet to be seen I mean, I mean, him well, being under under well, pressure. So well, Jesus,
0: he's going to be under. I mean, he's going to be under nothing but pressure if he has to play for Buffalo next exactly, year.
1: Exactly, exactly. And I think that's really when we will see, you know, his his consistency or lack thereof.
0: What does what does y- your opinion of LaSean McCoy it's like? How does does your opinion of LaShawn McCoy in twenty eighteen change? if we did have the supposition that maybe Josh Allen is going to be better than we thought? Or are you still thinking that this is going to be an A.J. McCarron offense that's going to have trouble finding himself in scoring position much?
1: I and mean, the Bills are still going to run the ball probably more than any other team in the National Football League. So, I I mean, I don't see much changing for LaShawn McCoy, regardless. Because... I mean, because they're a run-first
0: team. Yeah, but do you don't think that would just you don't think that they're going to be stacking the box against him? They have nobody besides Kelvin Benjamin as far as receiving weapons worth the shit. It seems like the quarterback situation there's going to be shaky at best. The offensive line—you lose Eric Wood, you lose Cordy Glenn, you lose Richie Incognito. Those aren't those are not small losses. I mean,
1: I'm, I mean, it's not like Lashawn McCoy has had great quarterback play to work with in the past.
0: Yeah, but I mean, uh, people are definitely giving the bill, giving the Cleveland Browns a little bit of credit, saying they got a, a little bit of an upgraded quarterback in Tyrod Taylor. He's serviceable. The, you know, the people are giving them that the, that kind of benefit of the doubt about Tyrod. I think that the, I think that the, I think that that organization is completely screwed up the way that they dealt with Tyrod Taylor. I don't think Tyrod Taylor is awful. No, I, th- I mean,
1: I, do, I don't. I don't think they nec- should have necessarily gotten rid of him. I just didn't think they saw him as a long-term solution, which he may not have been.
0: Do you like LaShawn McCoy at a 19.1 ADP right now in best ball? Yeah. You do? All right, let me ask you these guys whether you like them better than him or not. What about Joe Mixon coming into year two? where We saw that they were really dedicating to him uh, last year. You know, I mean, flashes of Le'Veon Bell. His, his final year in college, we know that off the field, he had this super, super dirtball, um, uh, you know, situation there with hitting a, hitting a female student uh, really, really hard on camera uh, at the University of Oklahoma. But, you know, I mean, he's already been tried in the court of public opinion for that, and he's already gone through the criminal process with that. It's not like we can keep relitigating that whole situation and holding it against him, especially for fantasy I mean, what do you think about Joe Mixon this year with the, to that, uh, with the upgrades to that offensive line and the fact that they've already said, I mean, heck, Duke Tobin said, he told us at the combine whenever I asked, he said that we look at Joe Mixon as, as our bell cow runner for next season.
1: I don't see Mixon getting as many receptions as LaShawn McCoy.
0: Do you, do you have any idea what a sick receiver out of the backfield Mixon was
1: in college? I mean, I'm just saying, I don't think they'll use him as much that way. I mean, are you, thinking, you think he's going to get 60 receptions?
0: I think Shady's going to get hurt, and I think he's going to get hurt pretty quick. Why? They, because the season's going to go downhill, and he's going to get hurt. The offensive line is so bad, and if they have to lean on him that much, he's getting old.
1: I think they'll offset him with Chris Ivory quite a bit.
0: Well, it's funny you bring up Chris Ivory, because Byron was talking about that on the serious show, about some snaky feeling you have about Chris Ivory. You care to share that with the podcast audience? <laughs> I don't know what the I don't know what the shaky we had a garb- uh, we had a garbage grab on the show where we talked about idiot players that trash man likes this off if Byron brought up Chris Ivory.
1: Oh, I'm not sure why he brought him up in particular. <laughs>
0: was he? I being mean, a, for, for me, for me, trash man. He for some reason he wanted to talk about Ivory. Uh, well,
1: I mean, I think maybe what he was referring to was you know how um, Mike Gillisley had been used. And the Bills' offense prior to him leaving, and maybe, and I alluded to to Chris Ivory possibly being used in a similar manner. That's yeah. the only thing. That's the only yeah. thing I can surmise from <laughs> from that.
0: Yeah. All oh, right. So you don't have any you don't have any hot takes about Chris Ivory. You don't you don't like him with like your last pick in Best Ball or anything like that.
1: Oh, I mean, I think yeah. I mean, I think he'll get I think he'll get usage there in Buffalo if he's anything if it's anything like. You know, the situation when Mike Gillisley was there, you know, and LaShawn McCoy, he doesn't need a ton of carries to get his. I think they're going to spell him quite a bit with Chris Ivory. And like I said, they run the ball more than any other team. I think if you are looking to get, you know, a second running back on a team and you're considering, you know, LaShawn McCoy's injury history and you're considering that they run the ball as much as they do. And considering that Chris Ivory, you know, he's he's a solid running back. I, I mean, I don't think it's a bad idea.
0: I haven't even had him on the best ball cheat sheet yet, but we're about to put version 7.4 up on the site. Uh, Byron just put up version 1.8 of the Dynasty Rookie Cheat Sheet. We're up to version soon to be 7.4 of the best ball cheat sheet, where if you follow the three simple rules, an expert quality draft is guaranteed in any format. Uh, Right now we have them up for best ball and for Dynasty Rookie Drafts. Coming soon, during the month of June, whenever we get back from our respective uh, small vacation time here coming up in the next week oh i'm going we'll on vacation add-on. next week too well there we go so we're, we're all doing it at the same time and we're gonna be coming in hot and heavy at the end of june and into july with the uh with the redraft tools as we kind of take our focus away from best ball and get into just straight up early redraft adps but for the best ball cheat sheet for now i've added chris ivory onto it uh, just above um, 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 Amir Abdullah, <laughs> because I have Amir <laughs> Abdullah buried down here with Orleans Darkwood, T.J. Eldon, and DeMarco Murray. Oh, so, Orleans Darkwood, huh? Yeah. So, Well, who would you rather—trash tra- me. Do you even know who Dory's Daw- fountain is? Don't lie and be honest. Well, he's, his fountain's not spelled like
1: normal fountain, right?
0: Yes, it is. He should have been, he sh- he been part of your rookie scouting stuff. Do you remember doing him? Where did he play? It was it was either Northern Iowa or Northern Illinois. I forget which one. I, UNI or whatever. NIU. IU, I always get mixed you, up. You're, ta-
1: you're talking about a receiver, though.
0: Yeah, I am.
1: Oh, okay. I mean, he wasn't anybody that I that I found particularly compelling. Okay. You so know, had a, he had he had he had a decent forty. He was like a, a four five.
0: Northern Iowa, and he had, just had an incredible week at the Shrine Game. And I and we just we we really liked him and he was a non combine invite that we were a little bit tilted that he, he didn't he, get to. and he, he's just he's coming into a good situation there in there in Indianapolis to where they they for anybody who tells you they knew who the number two wide receiver in that situation who who that's going to be for fantasy purposes I mean they're, – they're, I mean I just I just I I would say not to take any analysis. Too seriously, if somebody tells you that they have the definitive take on who the number two there is. And I think it could very easily be a Doris Fountain. I mean, right now it's looking like it would have to be some idiot like Chester Rogers or Ryan Grant. Yeah, right? I, mean, I mean, don't, for, don't forget Dion Kane, too. Deon Kane? Well, right, right. All right, so let's just say, would you rather have Chris Ivory or a, a Doris Fountain, Deion Kane type? I'm just looking here at the cheat sheet.
1: I mean, if you're looking for upside, I'd probably want to have one of those wide receivers.
0: Well, I mean, but think about it, though. At that point in the draft, this is your last pick in the whole entire draft. I mean, doesn't Chris Ivory come in with some built-in upside that in case of a Sean McCoy injury, he's going to go fucking big? Absolutely. So there's I mean, a, so so he does have upside.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm just saying, with the, you know, Andrew, look, I've read that he was throwing a high throwing a ball at high school somewhere, Recently.
0: Hey, he, hey, he's back throwing the Duke. Andrew Luck, well, let's talk about that then. Because I need, to, I, I need to update version 7.4 here to get T.Y. Hilton back up. So T.Y. Hilton's ADP, we got down on him. The rule was we're going to be down on T.Y. Hilton until Andrew Luck starts throwing a fucking football, right? <laughs> so let's just look at it. ADP right now of um, 34, say 34, so late third round. Do you like T.Y. Hilton more than Alan Robinson? I think you got to, right? For best yeah. ball. Do you like him more than Josh Borden? I, I don't like he, anybody. I, I know you Josh. don't. I know you don't. So I want to ask you that. Do you like uh, him more than Larry Fitzgerald?
1: Oh man, that's hard. I I I can't. Do I like T. Y. Hilton more than Larry, Larry yeah. Fitzgerald? If Andrew Luck plays,
0: we got to consider him playing now, dude. He's throwing the Duke. Yeah, if Andrew Luck plays, then yes. What about better than Juju or Tyreek? Yes. What about better than Stephon Diggs or Adam Thielen? I think you kind of have to, right? You do. Would you take T.Y. Hilton in the draft before you took Darius Geis? Well that depends on the
1: draft but
0: in a vacuum in a vacuum yes and would you t- and would you have a hard time choosing between TY Hilton and Kenyon Drake in a vacuum yes all right i've updated the cheat sheet that will be on version 7.4 i've made that this will be a update due to trash man suggestions um we will do add in Chris Ivory there at the very bo- the very barrel ass end, the business <laughs> end of this sheet, and then we'll get T. Y. Hilton And you, you don't like T.Y. Hilton better than Doug Baldwin, do you? With Paul Richardson gone, Jimmy Graham going, no run game. I mean Doug-
1: I mean, it's debatable. Uh, I, mean. I mean let's I mean like T. Y. Hilton, what was his last season with an Andrew luck?
0: Uh, it was t-
1: 2016. Yeah, hun- almost, well, 100, 114
0: yards. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he was, he was, uh, I pulled up for standard, we pulled up for PPR real quick. But it looks like he was, in PPR, he was wide receiver 5 on the season as far as in fantasy points per game.
1: 90, like, over 90 receptions.
0: Wide receiver 8. So if we had him right now, what was Doug Baldwin? Doug Baldwin was wide receiver nine that season. What Doug Baldwin was a lot better than that. was Doug Baldwin better than that twenty six twenty seventeen? Let me I just look it up. I don't think, think so. Perfect. Yeah, well, because he, he got off to such a slow start. Yeah, Doug Baldwin is only wide receiver seventeen last year. Yeah, but with no Paul Richard, it's just hard, man. You like him better? You like him better? Ty Hilton better than Doug Baldwin?
1: With Andrew Luck. If Andrew Luck is playing all season with T.Y. Hilton, then yes.
0: Do you like T.Y. Hilton as much as LaShawn McCoy?
1: Uh, that's, that's more. That's, to me, that's closer.
0: Do you, but do you like T.Y. Hilton better than Jordan Howard?
1: As things stand now? Yes. With, with Andrew Luck
0: there? Yes. Okay. I'm moving T.Y. Hilton. Ah. Are you sure you like him more than Baldwin? That basically slots. That basically slots T.Y. Hilton between Michael Thomas and Doug Baldwin. I that mean, like, Hilton, I mean, yeah,
1: Paul Richardson's gone, but you know, Tyler, Tyler Lockett's yeah. healthy. Wide Finally,
0: receiver, wide receiver ten. I think that's fine. I think that that price informs fine. Wide Doug, receiver ten.
1: Doug Baldwin has never had over twelve hundred yards in a season.
0: Yeah, but I just feel like the touchdown equity and the receptions equity is just going to be through the roof. This year, just because they don't really have that many other weapons.
1: I think they'll be very comparable if Andrew Luck plays.
0: Let's see here. Um, just Let's see if there's anything else that we need to go over. Just any new kind of news and notices cropping up today. Um, any interest in this little bit of news about uh, David Johnson holding out of mandatory minicamp? No? No no interest in I mean you just think that that's, par, that's par for the course no. I mean no, n- no worries about it at all
1: no I am a little bit interested in uh, this Terrence West to the Saints
0: Terrence when, when did that happen while I was moving
1: uh, it happened yesterday
0: oh shit And you just, so you know what that means he's the he's the handcuff now right Jonathan Williams isn't the handcuff is he it looks like it. Terrence West to the Saints. How did I not... I guess I just didn't... When, did it say anything about his contract or anything? Or what the, the, the how they're going to do this? Saints signed... The Advocate. Saints signed running back... So he, he came in... They had him in for a tryout. And it's a one-year deal for the veteran minimum. So that means they have... Let me just pull up the death chart real quick just to make sure that they didn't drop... They didn't drop Jonathan Williams, did they? God, you can tell that this is... No, he's still me. there. Okay. Well, shit. All right. Well, that's some best ball. Just, golly. Uh, that, has, that has me tilted.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty amazing that uh, Terrence West signing could have you so tilted. Well, when you
0: play as many fucking drafts as I have for best <laughs> ball, you want, a, you want a shitload of all of these guys. Um, Zay Zay Jones, speaking of the Bills, expected to be ready for minicamp. You still have any interest in Zay Jones or Zay Jones, or just the pants completely off after he takes his pants off in the hotel? <laughs>
1: I I still I still have some hope for him. I mean, if you look at the rest of the receiving core, Kelvin Benjamin, he's not as intimidating as you know we might hope. And then Jeremy Curley, you know, he's been in the league for years. I think Zay Jones still has a lot of room to, to, do, to, do, to do work. And especially if we're talking about you know, a Josh Allen come up, like you're saying, in the arm that he has, he seemed, it seems like Zay Jones and Josh Allen would be a match made in heaven if, if Jones could put things together.
0: I showed my wife that uh, clip of Zay Jones um, levitating. <laughs> and she couldn't believe it. I still can't believe it. Um, Let's see All right Finally Last one Robbie Anderson Says he's turned His life around And he does not expect Any league discipline He says uh, So I'm I'm getting this Off Roto World But the source Is from New York Daily News He says As you get older You always want to Mature and grow Uh, This was at minicamp And that's my vision That's my goal I've grown a lot Anderson uh, He also thanked The Jets For standing behind him Through difficult times I mean Here's the thing. He says, as you get older, you always want to mature and grow, he says he's turned his life around. If he's turned his life around, how how's he had two of these arrests? One of which, when he was in the back of the goddamn car, he told the police officer that he was going to commit sexual assault on his wife or something. <laughs> like, how can he say that he's turned around and do you have any faith in, in Robbie Anderson and Trashman? Do you believe in second chances?
1: Of course, I believe in second chances. Do you
0: chances. believe in third chances? I believe in third chances. <laughs> what about, about fourth chances?
1: I believe in fourth chances. I don't believe as many chances as as you're willing to take, you know, and improve on. I don't. I, I don't. I don't think there's necessarily like a. I don't think there necessarily. I mean, there might be some diminishing returns, but
0: I think. <laughs> Jesus I think. I, I, like I'm a truly, disgust, uh, truly disgusting individual that's made mistake. I mean, he's only—he's
1: only—he's only 25 years old. Yeah, well, it's, it, but yeah. Only Think 25. about yourself at 25.
0: Think about myself driving <laughs> 105 in a 45, and then verbally berating the officer for having the nerve to arrest my stupid ass. That is the end of the Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. We'll be back soon uh, with a new one for you. But until next time, uh, for the trash man, for Byron Lambert, for the robot genius, and for all of Roster Watch Nation, this has been the Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. We are getting the hell out of here.